0: Mr. O'Grady, it's out. It's out of the crate.
1: you believe it. No one believed it was a leprechaun.
0: I believe it. How do we stop it?
1: There's only one way, one way to kill a leprechaun. But I'm not going to tell you. I'll never tell you. (laughs) No.
2: and welcome to the Ancient Slumber Podcast, show number 12. My name is Chris Ward, and joining me, as usual, is Mr. Myron Schmidt. How are you doing, Myron? Great. How are you, Mr. Chris? <laughs> I'm very well. That
0: didn't sound like a very enthusiastic great. I'm trying to prevent myself from getting sick, so it's been a, been a fun week.
2: Oh, right. Okay.
0: You're doping yourself up, are you? Yes, I am. So to speak? <laughs> medicinal y- yes, only. Yes, I... Y- y- right. Right. Medicinal only. although considering the
2: films we're doing today it might help that's right
0: (laughs) yes this is show
2: number 12 and today we are doing a listener request our listener called jake i believe they signed their email off as we are covering the first four leprechaun films isn't that exciting yes it is no all right and it's very exciting (laughs) and we are also going to do a quick review of horror express Yeah, the 1972 film I was about to say, Horror Express, yep. Uh, We'll explain why we're doing that one when we get to it. But before we get there, we're going to do some good, some bad and some ugly. My favourite part. Oh yes, always your favourite part. Well, let's do it. (laughs) Right then, good, bad, ugly. You're going to kick us off with a good film that you've watched.
0: I sure am. Go on him. It's a 2010 Israeli horror film called Rabies. Ah, yes. It stars nobody that I know except for Yael Groblast from, she also played, uh, one of the main characters in Jerusalem, the flying zombie movie I love so much. Yeah. But this is great. I mean, it's, uh, it's a film about a serial killer, but it's got like four or five plots intertwined and the serial killer actually ends up not really being much of a factor. Okay. It's, uh, well done, well acted, well constructed, extremely impressive. I mean, you don't get many, horror, you know, Israeli horror movies, but this one um was really a, a job well done.
2: No, I do have it. I haven't watched it, um, but I was very impressed with their second feature, the director's second film, which was Big Bad Wolves. Yes, that's the other one that he did. Have you watched that yet? I have not, oh, but that's, I'm going to. Yeah, that is a cracking film. Yeah, that was one of my favourite of, I think it was 2014 it came out. It had the endorsement of Mr. Tarantino, no less, as well.
0: That doesn't surprise me, given uh, given what I saw in Rabies, if he took it to the next level in his next film, I can,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do have Rabies. It's sat in my pile. I shall get to it at some point. You should. It's a, it's a really interesting,
0: really interesting movie. Good,
2: good. Okie dokey. Uh, my good, um, it's a bit of an obvious one. It's Creed. Oh, Chris, that's disappointing. No, it isn't. I came out on Blu-ray here last week. I've watched it twice since then. I'll probably go and watch it again later on.
0: I fucking love (laughs) it. (laughs) Oh, that was an easy one. That was a...
2: I don't need to explain myself on this one. No, you don't even have. No, I am the Rocky fanboy, even though it's not horror or anything like that. It's my favourite franchise. If I was on a desert island, I could only have one box set with me. It would be Rocky. Yes. Yes, I know. Endlessly
0: rewatchable.
2: Yeah, if you love Rocky films, watch Creed. Stallone is just fucking brilliant in it, and it's a great film.
0: No surprises there for people who know Chris.
2: Yes, yes. Nice, easy one. So give us something bad, then.
0: Oh, God. Let's dip into Japanese horror. Thank God it only lasted 73 minutes. It's a (laughs) film called Grotesque, and that's Ah. exactly what the film is. Not in terms of the gore, but in terms of the plot and the script. Absolutely grotesque.
2: <laughs> it's actually banned in the UK. Is it? Well, I can understand So that. I may have seen it, but I may not have.
0: Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I know people who've seen it.
0: That's right. And they've <laughs> descri-
2: described it to me in great detail. Right, right, Such right. good detail, I can almost picture it. Sadly,
0: I can still almost picture it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is, um, uh, allegedly, it's a uh, torture porn. There's no plot. It is pure torture porn. That's all
0: it is. There's no – I mean, at least, you know, give it up to the hostels for having some plots in there somewhere. <laughs> Th- this one had nothing. Zip, zilch, nada. Uh,
2: well, um, I, it's been some quite some time since somebody described what happened in it to me because obviously I've never seen it. So from what this person tells me, I quite enjoyed it. Really? I, yeah, not, not enjoyment as if, hey, everyone, let's put this film on. But, um, you know, I don't mind a bit of gratuitous violence now and again, so – well, oh, I don't either, but there's, you know, got to be a plot there somewhere. Well, not necessarily. I mean, there are plenty of other films that don't have much of a plot that we enjoy. I mean, you enjoy well, Paranormal Activity, don't you? Yeah, but I mean. Speaking of that. <laughs> oh, God. I went to a charity shop earlier today and they had a copy of Paranormal Activity on DVD for 99p. And I was thinking, we're going to get to this on the show at some point. I maybe should pick this up, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> I am so much a fan of the franchise. That I bought, spent 12, 12 bucks at Walmart to get all the first five? Fuck. Is there that many? There's six. Everything but Ghost Dimension on digital. Okay. Hey, 12 movies for five, or five movies for 12 bucks. I couldn't
2: pass it up. Yeah, I can see the temptation. It was. It's only, <laughs> I mention it because we've been asked by a listener on Twitter if we're going to cover it. And I, I suppose we ought to because someone's asked, but fuck me. I really don't want to. <laughs> They're good movies
0: now. Just settle down. Settle down.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, considering what
0: we're doing today, yeah, I can't complain, can I? Yeah, well, yes. Now, these are not a total washout, but okay. (laughs) Right.
2: My bad is from 2014, and it is called House of the Witch Doctor.
0: House of the Witch Doctor. Oh, boy.
2: Now, if I tell you who's in it, you may see why I went for this. It's got Leslie Easterbrook. She of Police Academy and Devil's Rejects fame. Yes, yes. And Bill Mosley. Ah, Chop Top, okay. Yeah, and it's called House of the Witch Doctor. It's got those two in it. You know my penchant for anything with Bill Mosley in it, so... Yes, yes. I gave it a punt. Oh, fuck me, yeah. It's, um... Bill Mosley, and Leslie aren't in it very much. They're in it for a couple of minutes at the beginning, and they're in it... They come into it near the end.
0: Ah... So it's a lot like uh, Danny Trejo starring in The Cloth. Yeah, but
2: it's based in between those two scenes. You've basically got a mixture of Last House on the Left and House of the Devil, um, which are two great films. This film just takes the plot of both, splices them together. There's a lot of raping in it.
0: Oh, OK. But
2: I'm, I don't say bad raping, obviously rape bad, but not well portrayed, shall we say? Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're after. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just, oh, man. I don't know if they told Bill Mosley what was going to be in this film before he signed on for it, you know. In fact, I'll give you my little letterbox review. I gave it one and a half stars, and I put, Last house on the left, House of the Devil ripoff has nothing going for it other than Bill Mosley looking ashamed of himself for accepting a paycheck. Even the nudity is dull.
0: We can only uh, hope that Bill Mosley has not seen the full movie. No,
2: no. Yeah, it's rape, not even revenge. There's lots of raping, then there's like this cult thing that comes in at the end. Bill Mosley's the head turns out to be the head of this cult, and it's just nonsense, absolute nonsense. He looks embarrassed. I don't think Leslie really knew what she was doing either. Us, I don't know. It's just bad. Don't bother. Jeez,
0: don't bother. I'm not going to.
2: No. Well, on a brighter note, give us something ugly.
0: I'm going to go with a 2008 film called Breathing Room. You know, it, it's one of those films where people wake up in a room and they have to figure out why they're there. Okay. Not bad. Had me hooked all the way up until the end, and then they ended it, and you're like, really, it's a kind of one of those examples of of how you end a movie can really destroy the movie you've just spent the first you know hour and fifteen minutes building up yeah just in it on a weird, stupid note made no sense to me anyways, maybe I just didn't care at that point, but yeah, it just uh they phoned it in there there was no thought or forth, I think they thought if they throw this great big twist in there. Everybody will go, ooh, ah. <laughs> if, if your twist has some basis, it can make a movie great. Yeah. But, you know, if it doesn't, and you're just trying to do something that's like, well, yeah, it's a twist. Oh, okay, I get it, blah, blah, blah. But it's still, at it, the end, just didn't make this one, just made it an ugly film.
2: Oh, okay. Anyone in it that we know? I didn't even write anybody down. Well, there you go. That's, that says it all, doesn't it? Right, I struggled for an ugly one this time because I haven't watched a lot, to be honest. <laughs> the films we're reviewing today could have constituted as bad and ugly. But I went with a film called I Am Roth. Have you heard of this? A film called what? I Am Roth. I Am Roth. Yeah. As in Roth, like Rothschild. I've
0: never even heard of that one. No,
2: it's basically Taken, but with John Travolta. Oh, my God. And the reason I'm putting it in the ugly section is it's not terrible, but it's ugly because of his hairpiece, basically, and his fake tan. Don't like it. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> it's horrible God to look on. at. Yeah. Um, I did a full review for uh, Fright Fest. So if you want to go to the Fright Fest website and look for it there, you'll see my thoughts on it. Um It's not terrible. It's not the total car crash I thought it was going to be. But you're watching it thinking there's so many ways they could have made it a lot better just by small tweaks to the plot here and there. Just to tighten right, it up. Right, right, right. Just to tighten it up. Um, Travolta's not the worst he's ever been, I'll say. There's a guy in it, Christopher Maloney. I think that's how you pronounce it. He's brilliant. He's really good in it.
0: Oh yeah. He's, he does a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I recognize his face. I can't think of anything else he's been in, but, um, yeah, he's really good in it. And him and Travolta, when they're on screen together, make it a bit more fun, but those scenes are few and far between. But yeah, I mean, someone needs to sort out Travolta's hair because he looks a fucking mess. Dear Lord. Well, just. I don't
0: even know. Yeah,
2: I don't even know. Okie dokie then. Right, let's move on to our first film of the day from 1993, Leprechaun. Let's play a trailer.
1: The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out.
0: It's out of the crate.
2: Right then. Leprechaun, 1993, directed by Mark Jones, starring Warwick Davis, Jennifer Aniston, Ken O'Lant. Yes. Mar- oh, yes. Mark
0: Holton, Shay Duffin, Robert High Gorman, and Pamela Mant. You know, it's really not much of a plot to this one either. An evil, sadistic leprechaun goes on a killing rant. Page in search of his beloved pot of gold there you go no more no less no more no less which is a shame well okay do you have a history with this franchise eh, not really i saw it right shortly after it came out on uh video i always rather liked the first one thought it was a you know a neat inventive horror movie but i do remember one time I spent some time in West Virginia, and there was a teacher in West Virginia who, for whatever reason, showed this to her fourth grade class, and she got a little hot water over it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't know why she did it, but yeah, yeah, fourth grade class watching the
2: Well, it's not that
0: horrific, is it? No, no. <laughs> and, but no. And I mean, and I bring that little anecdote up because this originally started out as a children's movie. Oh, did it? It did. It did. If you listen to the audio commentary with Warwick Davis, um, he talks a lot about that. So that's what some of the color schemes and some of the costuming was originally designed as a kid's movie or PG-13 type movie. Yeah.
2: Well, you say audio commentary. You've obviously got a nice deluxe edition of it then. Well,
0: I have them all on Blu-ray, okay?
2: Oh, dearie me. I'm not so lucky. I have a Region 1 DVD that has the first four spread over a couple of discs, and now i got that because it was about one ninety nine, and
0: that's it. No, no, I've got audio commentary and everything. Okay. Full, glorious Blu-ray. Oh. But, but you heard. know, it's interesting, though. In, in the first one, yeah, I mean, they had to go back and actually film some of the gore scenes over again. How did they? Because they decided to make it a rated R movie. Okay. Yeah. um I can't remember what rating it is over here. I think it's a 15.
2: I don't think it's an 18. Let me have a look. I think I saw this in the 90s when it came out, but I can't remember because most of the 90s yes. is a bit of a blur to me. But I do remember my ex-brother-in-law at the time going on about Leprechaun, so I get the feeling I might have seen it around then. But really, I think Leprechaun is a film that has become popular because of Aunt Jennifer Aniston and Friends.
0: Really? Yes, it's always funny with me, Chris. Whenever I go back and rewatch this, I go, oh, my God, there's Jennifer Aniston. I always forget she's in this movie. I think a lot of the time, because
2: whenever you say to anybody, with my experience, whenever you say to anybody, Leprechaun, oh, that's the one with Jennifer Aniston. in. I think if you took her out of the equation. Fair play. I don't think anyone would really give a shit about this film. <laughs> I know I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say I first possibly saw it in the 90s i have vague memories and then i think i saw it again about five or six years ago on dvd and then i watched it again for this show i got to i never really had any love for these films i i get it but i just don't particularly like it that much i gotcha warwick davis is fine i like all the sort of the tone of it and that but
0: i actually don't mind it i think it's a kind of a cool little fairy tale fantasy horror type movie got a nice plot the scripting isn't horrid the acting is eh, you know i mean it's a horror movie yeah you know how it is you're gonna hit or miss
2: yeah I'd say warwick davis is fine in it um he's obviously having a bit of a giggle doing the part yeah exactly i mean even jennifer aniston's fine in it. i mean she's not somebody i particularly like in anything but i think she looks better in this film than she ever did afterwards once she'd had her nose done
0: well yeah i know i
2: think she's got that i don't know what do you americans call it, that cookie cutter cuteness about her uh, Girl Next Door. Girl Next Door, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah.
0: I do, I do. Yeah. But I, I I, really liked it. I thought it was... uh it, it was int- I like mythology stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's why this attracts me... You know, why I was attracted to this movie in the first place. I love mythology stuff, so... It's yeah. got good mythology. Okay, yeah. I've just looked. It's a 15 over here. Okay. Yeah, I think it's still rated R over here. Yeah,
2: there's not a lot of gore in it, is there?
0: No, no. I mean, again, it started out as a kid's movie, so they had to actually go back and add in gore to get up to an r rating
2: yeah it's not a a film you can go into a deep discussion about really it's a a leprechaun he's after his gold somebody's got the uh what's the character's name the big fat guy who swallows the coin ollie ollie yeah he swallows the coin so the leprechaun's gold is one coin short and that's
0: basically it that's the film that it is that it is and and they end up uh, finding a four-leaf clover to put them back where he got belongs.
2: Oh, the patch of clovers around the back of the house. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which someone's spray painted fluorescent green.
0: Well, again, yeah. the color scheme, the color scheme. Yeah. There's a lot of green in this. There's not comes as no surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining to listen to Warwick Davis talk about it. So,
2: yeah, I think, yeah, you're, it's probably is one of those films where if you, I mean, it's, if you watched it with a group of drunken friends or something, it's probably a great laugh with Warwick Davis's commentary. I'm sure it's pretty entertaining as well. But yeah. it's whether you want to spend out on a Blu-ray edition that gives you a commentary. Well, which you obviously did. Well, let's be honest, it wasn't that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they're on Blu-ray in this country. To be honest, I've never seen them on Blu-ray. I know there's well, a there's a DVD set with all of them in. I know that, which I think is about between twelve and twenty pounds. Yeah, that's but what I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, so I've not got a lot to say about this film. Chris, I'm I'm interested. What was your rating? I gave this film two stars. Two four-leaf clovers out of five? Two four-leaf clovers out of five. Two fluorescent green four-leaf clovers out of five. Only two? Really? Yeah. Like I said, I get it. I can see why people, some people hold it dear. But to me, it's just, it's an empty shell of a film. It's just, it's it's one joke carried on through a whole film, through a whole series, if I'm
0: honest. Well, yeah, I mean, let's be, yes. I gave it three and a half. I like it. Fucking hell. I do. I like it. (laughs) Oh, fair enough.
2: I didn't, I don't hate it. I wouldn't go, oh, this is a terrible film. It just doesn't do anything for me.
1: Yeah,
0: I like the first one.
2: You like the first one. Okay. Well, I pretty much knew you'd like the first one. So I'm interested to know where we were going to go with the next one, which is from 1994, the following year, Leprechaun 2. Exactly. Ooh, trailer. Soon,
3: my dear, it's almost
1: time. True love can be hard to find. For some, it takes a lifetime. For him, it took a thousand years. God bless you. And now that he's finally found her, he's going to love her. I'm back. To death. Fricker!
2: <laughs> right then. Lepcorn 2 from 1994, directed by Rodman Flender. That sounds like someone at The Simpsons, doesn't it? And starring Warwick Davis, Charlie Heath, Sandy Baron, Adam Bless, James Lancaster, Kimmy Robertson and Clint Howard. I was just thinking to myself, there's no one in this film who I recognise apart from Clint Howard's name popped up. <laughs> Good old Clint. Good old Clint. Actually, there is somebody else in the I recognise, but we'll get to them. So, is there a synopsis for this one? Uh, Leprechaun Wants a Bride. That's a synopsis. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't like this one as much as I like the first one, and I don't really like the first one. I don't
0: like this one as much either.
2: No, I think this is... To be honest, I can't remember the lot, the In the Hood ones. I have seen those, but I'll be getting to them shortly but I think apart from Lep- Leprechaun Origins which is an absolute giant bull bag of a film
0: I think this it had, th- it had great possibilities and then they did that oh uh, we'll get there next show
2: yeah Leprechaun 2 this to me like I understand why people go back and watch Leprechaun because it's got oh Jennifer Aniston before she was in Friends yeah there's a bit of an edge to it um, an angle you know this one there's nothing the, the only bit I remember about this film is the guy Sandy Baron who plays Morty. I only know him because he's in the film um, Vamp with Grace Jones. Which yes. Is a film that I adore. He's pretty much playing the same character in this. And he there's a scene where the leprechaun does some magic on him and his stomach swells up with some nice prosthetic makeup. Yes. That's the only bit I remember. I can't tell you anything else about this film. I just think it's well.
0: forgettable. It's boring. It's they added the bride in there to attempt to give it a, a little bit of a unique sequel. It's got some funny moments. I always laugh when uh Warwick Davis, uh after the drunk, spills the whiskey near the tree where Warwick Davis lives. And Warwick Davis comes out, drinks the whiskey and goes, that's blended Canadian whiskey and gets all mad. I always find <laughs> that funny. But, yeah, I mean, it's – as sequels go, it, it's – you know. They're obviously trying to expand the mythology a little bit. A little bit because they add in the whole wife thing. If you sneeze three times, and nobody says, bless you, you know, then allegedly the bride is his. And yeah, you know, but it just, I don't know. It just didn't come together very well. No, it, it just didn't come together. Well, The the kitschiness that you capture in the first one, never made it into the second one. It's not a horrid movie, but it certainly isn't memorable. It's not the
2: worst thing you'll ever see, but no, it's a, there's nothing you remember. There's a, I'd say one or two prosthetic effects, which are very much of the time. If you've seen anything like from around then, like Return of the Living Dead three or, uh, what's the other one? Anything that Screaming Mad George did, basically any of that type of stuff. It looks like that sort of stuff. Um, exactly, but they only toy with it in a couple of scenes. If they'd gone whole hog and made it lots of those sorts of scenes, there may maybe there'd be a bit more to talk about, but it's, there's nothing there. There really is yeah. just nothing there. Yeah, I mean, it's – uh
0: yes, there's nothing in the setting, there's nothing in the script, there's nothing in anything that that really does much.
2: I put this on to watch it, and I watched the opening scene where the leprechaun is spying on his potential bride. Yes. That's an okay scene. Once we get into, like, the modern day, after the credits, you know, it was then, right, I'll pick up the phone, what's happening on Twitter – what's happening? Look at eBay. I'm bidding on something. Yeah. I I look up 40 minutes later and what's happened? Nothing. Oh, but he's still chasing his bride. Okay. Right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just didn't give a shit and nobody making the film seemed to give a shit because nothing really happens, you know? And I heard, I heard some noises. I look up at the screen, Sandy Barron's stomach's about to explode and you think, Oh, look, here we go. It's going to be good. And then it just goes off into something else.
0: Right. 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 Right.
2: I don't know. It, it This one was kind of a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. It's boring. And I gave it one and a half fluorescent four-leaf clovers just because Sandy Baron's in it, and I quite like him. I gave it two. Oh. Because I like some of the jokes. Oh, what, the leprechaun always talking in rhyme and all that sort of stuff?
0: Yeah, I like some of the jokes. Oh, dear. Did you? <laughs> I, 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 I did. But you know me. All I'm going to say is Dario Argento's Dracula. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's on a level with that. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <Well, goodness. laughs> at least something happened. Oh. In, at least something happened in Dario's uh, Dario Argento's Dracula. It may have been crap, but at least stuff was happening. Seven foot praying mantis. Yeah, five stars from you. I don't. Uh, oh god, I'm losing the will <laughs> to live. Do I? Do I sound
0: depressed? God sake. Oh, you do. You oh. do. Well, well, let's go on to Leprechaun Three. Yeah. Trailer.
1: Las Vegas, a gambler's dream, and a dreamer's paradise. They're all about to meet their worst nightmare. Look out, Vegas. I'm taking over. Now, the leprechauns back in the city that never sleeps. And he will rest until he reclaims his pot of gold. Belongs to me, this gold I smell. whoever has got it's going to hell. I want me shilling. Hello?
3: If we destroy the gold, we get rid of the leprechaun once and for all.
1: Leprechaun 3. The third time's the charm.
2: Right, and Leprechaun 3 from 1995, directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith. I've heard of him. And starring Warwick Davis, John Gattins, Lee Armstrong, Caroline Williams. Yay! Linda Shea and Ian Gregory. Right. And
0: the plot synopsis for this is Leprechaun Goes to Vegas. Leprechaun Goes to Vegas.
2: Right, I'm going to lay it out on the table. Go ahead. Up until this viewing of the Leprechaun films... This would probably have been my favourite. It may have changed slightly now. Why is that? Because we've got the next film to come. But Oh, really? Yes. Oh, for the love of God, don't tell me you liked it. Right, we'll get there. Leprechaun 3. I like films that are set in Vegas. I've got a thing about it. I don't care how crap the film is. I'll watch anything if it's set in Vegas because I like Vegas always looks good. However you photograph it in a film, it always looks good. I know a lot of Leprechaun 3 wasn't actually filmed in Vegas because of money and permits and things like that. But I don't know. I think with this film, I mean, Brian Trenchard Smith, the director, he's directed quite a few things that I've seen. Um, he's done a few Australian films, hasn't he? Oh, Let me just go back in because I can't remember. I know he did BMX Bandits. That was a great film. In the early 80s. Uh, oh, he did The Man from Hong Kong, of course. Have you seen that? No. Oh, George Lazenby and John Saxon. Oh, you got to see that. But yeah, he's one of those names that crops up every so often. He did Dead End Driving in 86, one of my favourite Osploitation films. So he's a name that I know. OK, OK. I sort of know his style. I know the vibe he goes for. And I think with Leprechaun 3, although I think the material is a little bit stifled and a little bit bloated in places, I think it's quite
0: enjoyable absolutely is um i still think it's crap but it's enjoyable crap well yes but i mean remember when we said that part of the problem with the second one is there is no real setting or no real catch yeah, yeah yeah they move it to vegas it's automatically like you said it's automatically you know ups the game by you know points yes i
2: like the fact in this one he infects somebody with his blood yes and that guy starts turning into a leprechaun which i think is quite <laughs> funny <laughs> it's got caroline williams in it who i think is marvelous in everything that she's in she's always a great presence it's a fun movie it's a fun you could come in from the pub on a friday night and stick this on and you'd sit down you'd have a laugh with it you know exactly exactly it's not great like i say bits of it it bloats out in the middle it maybe could have been trimmed a little bit warwick davis is clearly having a blast with this one it's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. There's a little bit more um meat on the bone, meat on the bone, more meat on the bone. There's a little bit more gore in it. Say so Trenchard Smith's a solid pair of hands for this sort of material. Absolutely. I still only gave it two. Chris. No, I'm sticking with that one. It is if you if I caught it in the right mood like I did the other day, I sat and enjoyed it and it was fun. But I know that other times it would piss me off. <laughs> it's got say trenchard smith's good director caroline williams is great and she looks fabulous in this film warwick davis is camping it up a little bit more which is good and it's vegas but ultimately the script is shit it's not a very good film but it there's an enjoyment to it
0: yeah yeah you know we got the uh, expanding mythos with the amulet and the wish coin and all that kind of stuff so naturally, yeah, actually yeah. people are w- w- winning in vegas and you know I think they tried to shoehorn
2: a bit too much mythology in this one, maybe.
0: Well they made two big changes, right? I mean they added the amulet which keeps the leprechaun at bay and then yeah. the wish coin. Yeah.
2: So yeah, maybe, you know, add some things in somewhere, take some things out somewhere else. I think it it's a film that could do with a bit of smoothing, smoothing out. But out of the three we've seen so far, or
0: we've said so far, I think it's the most enjoyable. Gotcha. I gave this one a three. Okay. Yeah, because it's just like you said, it's it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie. I liked it. Liked it. And they got the whole pot of gold stomach scene, you know, where it rips it out and. Yeah, yeah. People, people don't watch enough horror movies because you know, you got to make a wish very specific when you wish.
2: That's it. Yes. Well, I think that's been used in a few films before. Yeah. 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 And a few TV shows and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. And so again, there's not a lot to say about these films. They are what they are. They're
0: not they're never going to win any awards and the thing that especially with number three is that people are not taking themselves seriously no people are realizing they're not making an oscar winner they're just making a fun movie and i think that was the main problem with the second one
2: is i think it didn't quite i mean obviously it's not a serious film but i think the people making it thought they were going to make a serious horror film yes and the humor they've put in felt forced and clunky and the horror just wasn't horrible enough and it, it was in that weird middle ground where it's not doing the horror or the comedy very well in either direction you know yeah exactly exactly but at, least, at least three's got a bit more of the fun vibe it's going it knows what
0: it is exactly and that's why I gave it a
2: three excellent well talking of films that know what they are should we move on to the next one do we have to oh yes ha <laughs> oh god let's play a clip <laughs>
1: Somewhere in space, he is waiting. Somewhere on this ship, he is watching. He is powerful. What the hell was that? He is evil. He's here. And he's ready. Ah! To party.
3: Good evening. Hot stuff coming (laughs) out.
0: You have 60 seconds to avoid
3: detonation. No. Could that <laughs> That'd be a lesson oh. to you, lad?
1: Always wear a proper attitude. Ow! Ow! Off it <laughs> 30 seconds until detonation. Take a bite out of this! <laughs> Take this, you son of a... What did you shoot him with? Steroids? Leprechaun 4 in Space.
2: This barbecue's
1: only just begun.
2: Right, Leprechaun 4 in Space. 1996. (laughs) That's the synopsis. Yeah, it's in the title, really. Directed again by Brian Trenchard-Smith. Starring Warwick Davis, Guy Signer, Miguel Nunes Jr. I like him. Jessica Collins. Don't know who she is. Rebecca <laughs> Colton, Brent Jasma and Mike Caniz-o. Canizo. 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 Whatever. Anyway, I alluded to earlier that three was my favorite until this yes. watching. I had seen this one before. I saw it about five or six years ago. This is my second viewing of it. I put it back on and I was expecting to absolutely hate it. Yep. And I've got to say, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> Defend yourself. Defend myself. <laughs> oh, God. Like I just said with part three, two and three, I think if they have gone decidedly one way or decidedly another way, they would have been better films. And I think Leprechaun 4 in space, there's only one way you can go. And that's completely over the top stupid.
0: They achieve that for sure.
2: And they do. And this film relishes in that. And I think uh, we'll get to it. We've got some feedback from Gore Blimey and he touches on this as well. I think it pulls in influences from other sources. I mean, Aliens is an obvious one, but there's uh, other bits and bobs in there, which you've seen in other films, which I think it's, it's not, uh, it's not mean spirited. I don't think not as mean spirited as the earlier ones. No, no, it's they definitely were going for over the top comedy on this one. Well, you have to. And I think that's. If they'd called it Leprechaun 4 in space and then tried to make it like alien, some atmospheric jaws in space type thing, it wouldn't have worked. Yes, I absolutely agree. So I think ironically, the fact you've got a sort of a traditional Irish folklore character who's now in a futuristic, futuristic spacecraft <laughs> you know, 2 two contrasts that probably shouldn't work. But for some reason, I think it's it's fun. <laughs> this it's got Miguel Nunez Jr. in it. So again, an actor that I'll just watch anything that he's in.
0: Oh, God. I like tour of duty. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I could see your points, but it just this one was this was a chore for me to get through. Oh, God, this was a chore. All right. OK. Why? It Don't you like fun? I do. But this one didn't strike me as that. This one just I didn't care for the set. I didn't care for the script. I didn't care for the You know. The acting was bad over the top, not good
2: over the top. I didn't care for any of it. I'm not saying this is a great film and I loved it. I'm just saying out of the ones we've watched, if you put them all in front of me and said, right, watch one, I'd pick this one because it's ah, it's so gotcha. it's so dumb and so stupid. Yet it lives up to its title and it gives you what a film about a leprechaun in space should be about.
0: You know, from that perspective, that is
2: exactly what they deliver. Yeah. Yeah, it, they deliver what they promise. And I think that's
0: that's part of the enjoyment of it. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. They did deliver as promised. I just didn't want them to promise to deliver it. <laughs> it could have been better. It could have been tightened up.
2: <laughs> but I mean, it's going to hit the key points. You've got like space marines on a space station, big guns. You know, we've seen aliens. We all know what that's how that's going to play out. Yep. 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 They're going to go down that route. They're going to start spoofing things. There's the obvious alien ripoff of the leprechaun bursting out of somebody's body through through his dick.
0: Now, that was funny. That I don't was care funny. What anybody says I liked that. That was hilarious.
2: I saw your tweet when you were watching that.
0: It came out of his penis, people.
2: His penis. Were we watching this at the same time? Unknowingly, we were both watching it at the same time, and tweeting about it. Yes, we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was about 10 minutes ahead of you because I watched that. And then 10 minutes later, you tweeted he's coming out of his dick.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. and that's why I gave it one and a half stars just for the leprechaun coming out of his penis. Ooh,
2: well I went two and a half.
0: Wow. Yeah,
2: the CGI space stuff just looked like cutscenes in a video game. Oh, it was horrid. It was it was it, it, Saturday morning cartoon stuff. But it kept right in with the uh, motif. But so I mean, it kept the tone. If they'd have gone like serious, sort of George Lucas style special effects to do the space scenes, it would have just thrown you out completely. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that <laughs> it looked dumb went with the dumb ideas and the dumb script and it worked.
0: From that perspective, I can actually absolutely get what you're saying.
2: Yeah. If a film's going to be stupid, I don't mind if it's going to be completely stupid rather than stupid when it wants to be. That's true. And they're not taking themselves so seriously. Yeah. This... Also, one thing I, and I didn't think about this until I heard uh, Gore's feedback, but he mentions it that the leprechaun stopped speaking in rhyme in this one. He did mention it and I, Never noticed it either. Ah, strange that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting, just one of those things. But uh yeah, OK, there's not a lot else to say about this. I could be completely, what's the word? Not sexist. It's not sexist to appreciate breasts, is it? No, not at all. Because one of the ladies in this film looks very fine in her combat gear. <laughs> Didn't quite go in that direction as much as I wanted it to, I'll be perfectly honest.
0: But they, they... Yes,
2: yes. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. That's not sexist. I like it. Right. Yeah, there we go. That's the first four Leprechaun films sort of given a quick thrift by us. That's
0: the quickest run through we we've ever done. It is. It is. But, you know, I mean, even if we had loved them, there's just not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's not exactly uh, The
2: Exorcist when it comes to, you know, good backgrounds you can delve into.
0: Yeah. I mean, these are great middle of the road fun. Most of them. Some of them are great middle of the road (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, Leprechaun for me, Leprechaun One, Leprechaun Three, great middle of the road fun movies.
2: Yeah, I just I don't know who was demanding they make these films in the nineties. It was the age of sequels.
0: <sighs> yeah,
2: I suppose. I mean, you know that. Well, I know, but freddie and Jason they they finished by then. You know, Halloween and Hellraiser was straight to DVD. Who was asking for this crap? Apart from Warwick Davis, I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to the last three on the next show anyway. Yes, we will. And we'll probably have even less to talk about on them.
0: Oh, God. I think we might have more to say about the origins than we do about the uh, the hood ones. Yeah. One of the hood ones is quite good, I remember.
2: I have seen them. It's been years, so I don't know. We'll see. I remember one of them being quite – one of them's got iced tea in it, isn't it? Got who? Iced tea. Maybe. I don't remember, but who knows? Yeah, sure it is. Anyway, we'll get there next time. There we go. So we'll put the we'll put leprechaun on ice until the next show. And then we'll give our thoughts on the whole franchise and order them like we normally do. Sounds good. Sounds good. Right. Before we move on, we have some feedback. We have a little audio clip from our friend Gore Blimey, who his first podcast went live the other day. The Trilogy of Terror. It did. I've already listened to it. I really enjoyed it. So yes, when he spoke about uh, our perennial favorite demons yes he did yeah and macabre which i do own um i haven't seen the third film yet which was pictures of goya or something yeah yeah delirium yeah i haven't seen that but um yeah great podcast nice to hear his voice as always yeah. he's got some audio for us about leprechaun so we'll play that and then uh, have a comment after
3: hi chris and myron Gore blimey here from the trilogy of terror podcast i re-watched leprechaun Four the other night and i thought i'd send in a few of my thoughts First off, it's curious that the filmmakers dropped the horror to make this more of a comedy sci-fi romp. The movie clearly isn't meant to be taken seriously. I appreciate they've deliberately gone for corny humour, and it has a lot of embarrassing dad-type jokes in the script, but the intentional comedy does feel a bit forced, and I don't think it works that well the continual wisecracks from The Leprechaun especially are simply annoying rather than funny. I mean, just because Freddy Krueger went down that route doesn't mean it's a good idea. The nods to other sci-fi and horror movies are much more entertaining though. The writers certainly have a fondness for Alien and Aliens for a start and I quite like the spoof of the burster scene featuring a birth via some poor bloke's willy. I had fun spotting little references to things like Frankenstein, Little Shop of Horrors, Doctor Who and the original version of The Fly. It's interesting to see the leprechaun has given up talking in rhyming couplets this time round, which is perhaps a blessing. Mind you, he also seems to have given up talking in an Irish accent, apart from the odd to be sure type phrase chucked in now and again. Accents do seem to be a bit of an issue, with the princess giving away a New Zealand twang every now and again too. The one who does maintain his fake accent best is Dr. Mittenhand, but then he should do. He used exactly the same comedy German one for about 10 years in Allo Allo. The acting performances are very mixed, though it is hard to know if some of them are being deliberately played as bad. My favourite performance is mad scientist Dr. Mittenhand. Yes, I know it's meant to be over the top and campy, but I love how the actor is clearly having a lot of fun playing the role. At the other end, I'm afraid I'm not a fan of the Leprechaun himself, which is a bit unfortunate in a seven-movie franchise built around one character. The ship's set isn't too bad, though I was amused how the recreation room looks like an early 90s gay club, with coloured lights, a glitter ball, bassy music, and a room full of buff, overgroomed men in skimpy vests, and there's even a drag queen thrown in. Though, on second thoughts, the men's dancing is terrible, so maybe not meanwhile the set for the cave tunnels just looks wrong it actually looks like the action is all taking place inside someone's lower intestine like watching a freaky colonoscopy or something there are a couple of things that do baffle me about the film i'm still not sure how the leprechaun got into space in the first place and if it's down to his magic powers that also make him invincible why does he seem to forget to use them sometimes which doesn't make much sense to me The third act is where the pace really picks up and all kinds of mad silliness kicks off. Suddenly it gets a lot more fun and you become less aware of weaknesses in the script, the acting and the effects. I quite enjoyed this part. It's just a shame that you have to sit through the first two acts to get there.
2: Right then, thanks for that, Gore. Thanks, Gore. Wonderful as always. Yes, he's picked up a few points on there. Um, Yeah, Leprechaun 4, it does... uh... Does borrow heavily from a few sources,
0: obviously aliens we've mentioned. Yeah, exactly. He picks I up on like, the fly as well. I do like one point, uh, uh, that he brings up. How did the leprechaun get in space? No. <laughs>
2: <clue>. <laughs> so you, you're giving it far too much credit already.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: You don't need to know that. Apparently not. Maybe they'll do a prequel where they give you the setup where they get rid of him into space. Oh, shut up. Like Jason X style. Uh, you got David Cronenberg at the beginning of it, didn't you? Like that. Freezing him in cryo chamber oh jeez <laughs> Oh, I want to do Friday the 13th I really want to do that series okay well, we could do that there's nothing wrong with that I know but I bought the blu-ray box set not so long ago and it's I haven't looked at any of them yet it's going to be about three shows though Friday the 13th yeah it would be yeah anyway we'll get there so yeah thanks for that go Yep, yeah, it's a few interesting points um I don't know if he's going to move on to watch the other films in the series um I don't know if they'll be his type of thing really <laughs> but there we go I don't know either. Right then, we've also got some written feedback. Uh, Let's start here. We have this from our friend Blue. Hi guys, it's Blue from Outcast Misfit on Twitter. I thought I'd send a little bit of feedback after watching Martyrs and Leprechaun back-to-back the other night. I bought Martyrs simply because of your review. It was money well spent, and to be honest, there isn't more I can say about it that you both haven't already covered. Like a good horror film should, which most don't for me... It chilled me. The brutality was almost too much. There's a fine line between having enough or having too much violence for the sake of a film being violent. This film, for me, got it just right. My only criticism, really, is that I expected some form of direct psychological abuse. Using Lucy's death in some way as a form of torture would have made this already great film even more excellent. A mixture of both would have broken her quicker and would have been even more sinister and sadistic. I thought one more beating scene would have been too repetitive. Thankfully, there wasn't one as they moved on to flaying the poor girl. I sympathised with Anna greatly, but couldn't help thinking that in the early stages of her abuse, when she was still relatively strong and feisty, you've got long chains there, sweetheart. Bloody well use them. Yeah, it's a good point.
3: <laughs> having, yeah, se-
2: <laughs> having said that, it's become one of my favourite horror films. Breaking someone's spirit is horrific to me, not some dead guy coming out of a lake on a stormy night, slashing at a bunch of kids which I enjoy but don't find overly chilling. It was well cast. The actresses who delivered the suffering of Anna and Lucy did it well, and it was believable. Great acting and fantastic direction made me give this film a big five out of five. Fantastic. Well, see, someone's taken on our recommendations. At least one, right? At least one. Yeah, Martyrs is a great film. Anyway. It really is. Blue continues. The mistake I made was following up with the first of the Leprechaun films. Myron had told me that a young Jennifer Aniston starred in it, which immediately put me off, and rightly so. I find her acting ability, at best, boring. I suffered the whole box set of friends in one go when my daughter was off school. Oh dear. God almighty, why? Why would anybody do Why? Damn it! I simply pass over anything she acts in. I did, however, want Warwick Davis to stab her repeatedly or force-feed her his gold, and was sorely disappointed. I apologise, Myron, but it was bloody awful. I like the concept, an evil and sinister mythological creature that would do anything to get his gold back. But it was lacking in scares for me. I really love the little hand coming out of the phone receiver, though. And because of that, I give it one chocolate gold coin out of five. Ah, oh, she's getting into the spirit. of it. <laughs> See? Keep out the good. Oh, I'm not reading that. Last right. Bit. That's last right. It's praise. I'm not reading praise. Although she does say she looks forward to listening to many more shows in the future and possibly a psycho franchise review. Oh, Psycho is on the list, Blue. Don't worry. That's one I'm very keen to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is down. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Oh a big Psycho fan. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, Blue. Yeah. So, yeah, she's gone back to Martyrs. Difficult film to recommend to people because you never know how they're going to take it.
0: I know, right? It is. It
2: really is. So, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it is a really horrific film, but uh, a rewarding one, I think. Yes. Yes. Unlike Leprechaun, which you hated and quite rightly... Myra's recommended a film and you've hated it. Welcome to my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Ah, we have some more feedback, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thanks for that, Blue. Right. We also have some feedback from Amanda from Made for TV Mayhem, a regular contributor. Oh, Oh, quick slurp. Right. Yep. There you go. Amanda from Made for TV Mayhem. She says, hi, guys. I have to admit, I've only seen a couple of Leprechaun movies and it's been quite a few years, but I remember really, really liking part four. (laughs) Ha ha. See, so I thought I I know I'm in a minority here. So I thought I'd post some thoughts on it. When I rented Leprechaun four, I really had no idea what I was in for. I was sort of curious about the series and I'm not sure this was the right film to start with, but it was definitely not what I was expecting. It's so crazy and imaginative and funny. It reminds me of those wonderful horror f- years of the mid-90s right before Scream changed the face of the genre. That was a really great time for me. Those director video films like Shadow Builder and some theatricals like Wishmaster and Stiltskin were, in retrospect, rather innocent and naive. They often barfed up sub special effects but had heart and were really all I had at the time. I think Leprechaun 4 is a good example of the gems you can find in a director video heap from that time. Yeah... <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah,
0: I I love that. I love that.
2: Yeah, what I remember most about it is the awesome special effects done by Gabe Bartolos. I would meet Bartolos a few years later at a screaming of his film Skin Deep, and then interview him at his studio. He did the later Basket Case sequels and had a baby Belial with him. Oh, that'd be cool.
0: Oh, wouldn't it though?
2: Ah, Basket Case. Oh, they're great films. We'll get to them as well. <laughs> we'll just do <laughs> Head and, all of Hen and Lotter in one show. I think.
0: Yeah, we got to do that.
2: We will. I remember he told me how much he loved working on the Leprechaun films and part 4 in particular because the director gave him a lot of freedom with his ideas and I think Bartalos matched the film's surreal horror surreal humor well. Apparently making the movie was a blast and I think it shows on screen. Yet seeing it, and pretty much loving Leprechaun 4 didn't really entice me to see the others in the series except for Leprechaun in the Hood because who can pass up anything with that title? It's my understand, <laughs> yeah. It is my understanding that this one is fairly unique in the series, so I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. And she she finishes with boy. That was some serious feedback for a silly film. Peace out, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah. Um, well, you'll get to hear what. Thank we you, think... Amanda. You'll get to hear what we think <laughs> of *Leprechaun in the Hood* next time. And I'm pretty sure that's the one that isn't that bad, actually. But say I can't remember. Oh, that's some lovely feedback. So yeah,
0: Amanda likes uh, part four as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I'm in the minority here. We got Gore. We got uh, Amanda, both like in part four. Yeah, there you go. See, so
2: I think if you go into it with the mindset of knowing it's going to be shit, then you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe that's just it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Right. then, we're going to review another
0: film. Yes, we are.
2: The reason why we chose to do Horror Express is because it was an idea that we had from a previous attempted podcast show that never got done. But we were going to, the idea was we were going to link shows for we review a film one show and then we'd link it to another film the next show and try and sort of get a chain of films going how we can connect them all and i think we spoke about creep show didn't we yes yeah and we spoke about the section of called the crate yes which is on there and i said oh it reminds me a lot of the film horror express and so we said right next time we're going to talk about horror express and you went out and bought a copy yes and it's a film that i own anyway um but we never got to record that show (laughs) That, that's exactly right. Because we changed our minds, as we all want to do. So we thought for this show, because we've got no uh, Arrow Video Blu rays to review this time, although hopefully we will have next time, we're just waiting for you to get hold of a couple. Yep. Uh, we thought this time, why don't we just throw in a review of Horror Express? Exactly. Exactly. Let's play a trailer and then we'll get into it. <laughs>
1: For 2 million years, in these subterranean caves, a creature of superhuman evil was entombed in a wall of ice, waiting to be free, waiting to live again. Travel with us on a journey into a world where nightmare becomes reality. Ape that lived two million years ago. Got out of that crate, killed the baggage man and put him in there. Yes, I am. It's alive. It must be. Travel with us, if you dare, on the Horror Express. the train and find it, whatever it is, and destroy it. But if it's alive... I want this kept
3: quiet. I don't want to panic the passengers.
1: The malignant power of this creature is indestructible. Transferring its force from mind to mind. From body to body beast is not dead i put four bullets into him you think evil can be killed with bullets Uh, satan leaves the animal that you shot was only the host it's alive
3: in someone on this train
1: you saw his eyes one look at them and you're dead anything that moves near that door kill it (laughs) Run, run for your life. Hide, but you can't escape. No one can stop the fury and the terror of the Horror Express.
2: Horror Express from 1972, directed by Gene Martin, starring Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Telly this. Alberto D. Mendoza uh, and lots of other Spanish names that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. There you go. Yeah, because this is a Spanish production or Spanish UK production, I should say. Yes. Right. then, do you want to give a synopsis? No, you know what? I'm going to let you do that. OK, then. In 1906 in China, a British anthropologist discovers a frozen prehistoric creature and must transport it to Europe by train. Ooh, Ooh creepy. Right then. Or Express. Uh, you hadn't seen this, had you? No. So it was
0: on my recommendation. It was. And it's the very first time that I watched it. And I have to say, overall, I quite enjoyed it. It's good fun, isn't it? It is. It is good fun. Um I absolutely loved Telly Savalas as the crazy Cossack. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't come into it until the last act, but yeah, he's good fun. It it is. It's just typical Telly Savalas right there.
2: But this film definitely belongs to Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee.
0: Yes, yes. Interesting
2: note, this was the first film that Peter Cushing made after his wife died. And we said before, when we did our Dracula retrospective, because like I said Peter Cushing's appearance drastically changed over the late 60s, early 70s, because he aged quite a bit, became very gaunt. He looks really old in this film. Yeah,
0: yeah, he, he does.
2: He's only in his early 60s, I think. But um yeah, this was the first film he made after his wife died. He was obviously grieving. Um I think I would be correct in saying he, he did come out and say that he had suicidal thoughts. I think he tried to throw himself down the stairs, I think. Oh, really? I read in his biography, yeah. He was going through a bad time. It was Christopher Lee who persuaded him to do it. And I've got to be honest, if you look at his Peter Cushing's performance, you wouldn't know it, would you? No, no, not at all. Always the professional. Always a professional. He really throws himself into this role. He's got one of the best lines ever in this film. Which line is that? It's when there's him and Christopher Lee and uh, I think it's like the train conductor in the carriage. And they're talking because the film basically there's a monster in the crate. And in sort of True Thing style, the monster can sort of possess people telepathically. And the conductor says uh, something along the lines of any one of you could be the monster. And Peter Cushing just looks at him and says, monster, we're British, you know, (laughs) which is brilliant. Of course, that's us. Imperialistic British.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Couldn't possibly be one of us. No, it's one of of you foreigners. That's what it is. It's not us. Oh, it is a fantastic film. Yeah. So basically, Christopher Lee is an anthropologist. He has picked up this crate. It's got like a creature inside of it. It's all chained up. Peter Cushing is like a rival anthropologist who wants to know what's inside it. So he pays one of the train staff to drill a hole in it and get a good look. But this creature can, um, uh, like hypnotize people. It gets into your head. It makes your eyes bleed and all this sort of stuff. And yes, yes, it escapes and ran, runs rampage on a train is basically the plot. Would you call this creature a vampire? There are some vampiric tendencies. I don't know if I'd fully say it's a vampire, but. It, I think it's there. I I think this film is a forerunner for Carpenters The Thing. Okay. I think there's a lot of themes in here which Carpenter knowingly or unknowingly may have used in The Thing. The idea of the paranoia between the people on the train. Some people may be possessed. Some people may not. We don't know who is who. They even try and test dead people's eyeballs here. Yes, yes, they do. Oh, they the, do. Si- the science in this film is amazing. <laughs> Apparently, in this, according to this film, when you die... The last image that you see is etched onto your eyeballs. <laughs> well, it takes place in 1906, so. Exactly. And by going through all the dead people's eyeballs, they can get a picture of the last thing that these people saw. So they might be able to find out where the creature is. Oh, it's uh, so much fun.
0: Sound reasoning.
2: Yeah. And also, <laughs> the other thing like the detail arts in this film is that um, the possessed people, because the creature sucks all the knowledge out of their brains because it's, you know, it's trying to get knowledge from different species. Uh, it makes your brains completely smooth.
0: Yes, yes. I love that detail. And when you turn the lights out, your eyes glow red, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, there's some good puppet
2: work of the, supposedly the actors with red eyes. It's not. It's a wooden puppet. You can see it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the guy who plays the um Rasputin-like priest, Alberto de Mendoza? Okay. Did you not think he looked like a young Robert De Niro? No. No? Oh, he did. Ew, he did. I just look at that and think that looks like a 70s Robert De Niro in a long wig. I looked at that and I went, they've got Rasputin in here. Oh, yeah, that's obviously who they're basing it on. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. He's a great character as well. Yeah, really. Yeah, when his eyes start bleeding and the wooden puppet suddenly starts going on the rampage on the
0: train. And it's always interesting to see Sir Christopher and Mr. Cushing fighting a, quote-unquote, vampire monster and one of them not being the monster. Yeah, because they're both, quote-unquote, the heroes of this film. Yes, yes, they are.
2: Even though they're not particularly – oh, I mean, Cushing's character is quite good fun. He's a bit more mischievous than Christopher Lee, who's very uh, stiff upper lip and very British. He's very British. Yeah. Very British. But – um yeah, it's a fun film. It's often mistaken as a Hammer film, which it's not, but um it is very uh in that vein. It's actually a lot better than a lot of films that Hammer was chucking out at the time. It is public domain, so it is available free pretty much anywhere, but uh, there is a DVD available over here. I think it was put out by the BBC, um, which you can pick up for two or three quid anyway if you wanted a proper copy of it. It's not very expensive.
0: There's a Blu-ray over here put out by Severin. Oh, really? Is there? Yeah. Oh, is it region free? Um shit, I think it might be. Ooh, I might have to pick that
2: up. Yeah, this that would look good on Blu-ray, I reckon. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've just got the DVD, but yeah, ooh, I'll keep an eye out for that then.
0: I i don't i don't see any regions on it at all. Cool. I'll check that one out then.
2: Yeah, I I think it's one of those films that benefit from uh from a Blu ray transfer. There's some good crazy early seventies lighting in there. Yeah. It looks great on Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh I might keep a lookout for that then. Okay. Love this film. It's one that I've seen dozens of times. I first saw it on TV over here in the 80s, you know, and I think the BBC used to show it at least once a year. It's just one of them films. that's always been around. Absolutely great fun. I give it four retinas with a scalpel in out of five.
0: I was close. Three point five for me. Oh, OK. But, you know, it's 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 kind of funny, the, the differences between countries, because here, you know, when it comes Halloween, it's leprechaun movies. It's Halloween movies. It's sometimes Freddy and Jason movies, but never the big ones. It's always the the lesser of the of the series. Yeah. So here, when it comes Halloween, you could see like Leprechaun two and three. Yeah. And Halloween four and five go on full replay for God knows why, but they do.
2: <laughs> ah, I think I heard you mention that on your feedback on uh, podcast under the stairs. Ah. Ah, there you go. I was listening to that at work yesterday. That's why. Ah. There you go. See, I see you moonlighting on other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Duncan and the Baz as well. Great Yeah, great, yeah, podcast. great guys. Do listen to that podcast. It is fantastic. Not lot else to say. Great film. I've just found the Blu-ray here. Oh, it's quite expensive. Oh, what? £13 plus postage. And it only says Region A on it. Oh, there you go. So it might just be a, a locked one.
0: Oh, okay. Huh. There,
2: Interesting. There is an Italian Blu-ray. I've just seen, which is a little cheaper, which is £9.90, uh, which that would be region two, yeah, and you should be able to uh, have an English audio on that, if for a cheaper option, I might look into that when I've got a bit more
0: cash. I do have to say this, I mean, I know we spend a lot of time on horror, but you recommended a movie to me. Did I? And it's not, it, it, it's not in the horror genre, Yeah. and I kind of, you know, I kind of putzed around with it, and then I found it on a streaming channel, and I watched it. What was Holy it? Holy shit clown <laughs> Yeah. oh my god was that funny yes i laughed so hard oh my god it was just it was oh was that funny and to clarify
2: that's clown with a k the danish film exactly yes
0: yeah. oh my god is it that was so good <laughs> <laughs> that was so good that you know you gotta you end up feeling bad for that guy oh frank <laughs> just, yeah Yeah, he's trying so hard. He's trying so hard, nothing goes right for him. No, no, but it's, uh, we could never make a movie like that in the U.S., oh, jeez. No, no. God almighty, that was funny. Yeah,
2: it is very, uh, uh, what's the word, rude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's very rude, but there are just so many. I'd be interested to see the TV series. Oh, God. I know, me too. I I think they have a second movie, too. Is there? Yeah, 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 it's about. Those guys going to L.A., I think. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll look that one up. I know, kidding. But, oh, my God, that was good. So if anybody has a chance to watch Clown with a K, it's not horror. It's very rude, but it is hysterically rude. Uh, Don't watch it when you've got company. Correct. It's not safe for young
2: ones. No. Oh, yeah, there is one called Clown Forever that came out in 2015. Oh, it's quite expensive. It's 20 quid. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, was it funny.
0: I yeah. just. <laughs> the
2: thing is, if we sat here and went through all the jokes, it probably wouldn't sound very funny to people. You really have to see it. You do.
0: You got to get the whole Frank experience.
2: Yeah. Who's the other guy? The, the idiot guy? Casper Christiansen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who's the foil to his Frank's hapless character. Yeah. I know.
0: Poor Frank. just, I just feel bad for Frank.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to... Oh, I won't clown forever now. Let's see what it's like.
0: Oh, oh God, that was funny. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. The, the lady with the eye patch the whole movie.
2: <laughs> if you're going to do things like that, make sure you know who's in, in the bed before you do it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Don't do it when the mother-in-law is visiting.
0: Oh, God.
2: Because you won't come off looking very good. That's
0: right no no
2: <laughs> and the less about the finale the better yes
0: never grab somebody else's phone and try and show pictures off it.
2: no because no. you don't know what else is on there
0: <laughs> that's right
2: especially when it's projected onto a wall in front of the whole family
0: yeah, that's right that's right oh dear oh brilliant
2: yeah I'm glad you enjoyed that yeah again a bit like martyrs it's a film you don't want to recommend to too many people because you don't know how they'll take it <laughs> exactly yeah it's uh yeah very european <laughs> very funny
0: very very european and very funny very rude
2: yes yes okay well that's rounding out today's show then really a little haphazard today we're gonna have to patch this together
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well dodgy internet connection and all that and that and me not feeling really well so yeah, yeah and our
2: usual haphazardness in preparation exactly exactly Of which we've done none but next time we will be covering the final three films in the Leprechaun series. I don't know what else we're going to be covering yet because we'll have to see what comes through the post first. Exactly. Do get on over to ancientslumber.wordpress.com to have a look at what we've been reviewing over there. Do click on the links to other work page because I update that pretty much every week with new reviews. Um, we also have the YouTube channel. And I think that's about it, really. yeah. Send us some feedback. podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Do give us some iTunes reviews. We've got one. Mr. Clayton, thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> we didn't pay him, honestly. But, um, no, yeah, get some iTunes reviews. Get us up in those rankings. Uh, and prove that unpreparedness and haphazardness does have a place in society. Oh, please do that. Please do that. Because I don't think there's anyone as shambolic as us out there. So get us, get us up in the ratings. We're <laughs> the, un- I- we're the I- underdogs. We're the, we're like the Rocky. We're coming up. We're unprepared. We're not champions, but we'll get there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So until next time, we'll say goodbye. Cheers.
3: Bye. I am just so damn gorgeous. They're going to want me like they never wanted anybody before. And I'm going to make them pay.
1: Who <laughs> the hell are you? i have a leprechaun, Vilas. And I'm going to make you pay. What? Your boobs are big. Your butt is small, but still you're in for quite a fall. What are you talking about? Oh, well, didn't you hear? Bigger is good, but jumbo is dear. I'll give you boobs that come out to here. <laughs> <laughs> One of you is the monster monster, a British you know.